As you may have seen already, we're going to improve or enhance our marketing efforts. And Easter's coming up this year, as it always does. But this year, we're going to do something a little more special. We're going to ask you to invite people to come to our Easter service, which is going to be over a series of three weeks. Jimmy will be doing more about that, and you'll hear more about that later. But we want to invite people here, especially on Easter Sunday. And we'll have a sunrise service, as we've had in the past as well. We're going to continue to work on our debt, as I've indicated before. This is $1,000 about per family per year, $20 a week. So whatever you can do to help do this. And we're already on our way to moving that forward this year. We need to work on our deacons' roles. Appointing the deacons was the first part. But we have to clarify this, and James Houston and Greg are both working on this project to give their roles and then give them defined jobs that we all can benefit from. This church is growing and there's a lot of needs. But this building, we moved in this building in 2005. It's eight years old now. It's hard to believe that. And, of course, the drought has taken its toll upon, really, to tell you the truth, on, this, on the roof. And we've been becoming more and more concerned about that. So we have some facility issues that we have to deal with. But we're not sure about that as we'll try to work through that. So keep praying for those fixed angels. They keep doing all that work up there. But we do have a few leaks when it does rain. But we also have another need that's been brought to us by the young adults, and that is our play area. Our play area, we have two problems. One is over in the children's area, where the play area is here on this level. It's a very hot location. And we've looked at multiple ways of covering that. And we're going to build a, an awning uh, in April this year. We're going to build an awning. It's going to cost us about $7,000 of material to build that awning. So we're looking again. This is one of those areas that you can give directed, directly toward the, towards this project. The other area is our playground downstairs. What we have down there is somewhat unsafe. And there's been a request to build us a playscape down there. So altogether, we need to raise $11,000 to do all of these projects. And we'll be talking more about that in the coming weeks to come. We've also increased our budget from 12000 a week to 12500 which amounts to $650,000. And this will support all the programs we're doing, all the ministries we're doing, both here and foreign. I'm going to turn the rest of the program. The program is going to be covered by several people today. Next, we're going to talk about foreign missions. John and Marilyn Knight came here about 13 years ago, and they've been involved with foreign missions ever since. And for the last four or five years, John has been leading this effort as our committee chairperson. And really, the work that's being done in foreign missions is really something to be very proud of. John Knight. So the part of the question is how do we from Kerrville help this task of, of uh, the gospel, the good news, go into the whole world? And part of the answers in the mission budget uh, that's increased last year from 43,700 to this year's 47,800. Looking at the first few parts of that budget, we see Ron Prater listed. He's been in Brasilia for a number of years. Um, 
And he let us know last year that he was transitioning and that that support, financial support, could, could stop. Uh, the other three listed there, World Bible School, Ghana, and New York, uh, have stayed the same between these two years. World, World Bible School allows some members here to interact with distant parts of the world by mail, uh, sending Bible lessons, uh, interacting with the students. By computer is also possible, but a lot of the places they're reaching out to don't have that access. In Ghana, we have part of our budget going to two key uh, workers there, Martin and Janet. You can tell which one's Janet because she's shortest in the picture on the right. Uh, Jerry and Fran have been going there from this congregation for about 13 years. And uh, a few, and then around 2004, they decided that uh, a, the most effective way they could see to to help the spread of, of of the gospel in that area was by establishing a school. And their what's been their support fund and their work fund was combined this year into a Bazua Christian Academy fund. I always love this picture with that one child right there in the middle looking off to the side. Um, this this is a this school has grown from uh, year by year, adding grades. It's now kindergarten through junior high, and uh, provides good sound education, general education, and then also uh, Bible teaching. And by doing this, it, the, they're able to impact the students, but also their families and the whole community. And, and as a result of these efforts, there's a church in Bazua and then some other churches in nearby villages. The New York, this is the New York uh, mission uh, budget. Since 2001, we've supported Jared, Hilma, and and now Adalia Looney uh, as they work in New York City. Their, what their approach has been to meet local people and to work in, in making disciples and establishing uh, a network of small groups of Christians that meet together most often in homes. And there's a lot of growth in that, uh, in that effort and uh, in, in if you have the interest in looking, you can tune in to some of that on their website, which you can reach through our website. This is the remainder of the budget uh, aspects. Uh, this area has the most uh, changes and increases. The FIKES are in Thailand. We see that their monthly support has increased this year. And then also there are some funds available for necessary medical uh, expenses. Uh, Scott Stork has been in China for a while without funding from here, but uh, now there will be some funds available to purchase Chinese English Bibles and distribute them to to his students. Uh, future missionary sponsorship will 
we'll see a, a new work uh, that's, that will begin this summer in just a minute. Uh, and then there's a separate fund for mission travel this year. The Fikes, Chris Fikes grew up in this congregation. Um, we have supported Chris and Tanya previously in Thailand as missionaries and 2000 as missionary interns. In 2009, they decided to return with a team to Pai Yao, uh, Thailand. Uh, a, about a year ago, they opened a pizza parlor, parlor there, the team did, as a way of reaching uh, local people who are maybe their employees or their customers. And they also found that gave them a, a more legitimate reason for being there in the eyes of the local people of Payao. We see some of the team and the workers outside the pizza parlor. I kind of think of this as pizza evangelism. Scott Stork left from this congregation to go to Inshu, China. Uh, Shona has done this, pre uh, not to Inshu, but to China previously doing the same thing, teaching English in a uh, university setting. He also then teaches English in outside hours using the Bible as, as, the, as the basis uh, to individuals in small groups and he meets with, with uh, local Christian or local, you know, local Chinese and, and Christians in, in a house church setting. The funding will help purchase these Bibles. They're very good quality Bible, about $10 a piece. I'm not quite sure how they make that work uh, and have parallel English and, and Chinese uh, text for the Old and New Testament. Some funds are available for mission travel. This allows people from this congregation to go to Ghana and other sites to help with teacher training, office, office procedure training, uh, construction, or maybe to have time to sit in the shade and interact with kids. Our new mission will be to Tabora, Tanzania, on the east coast of Africa. Uh, Garrett and Stacy uh, East have prepared for this by multiple mission trips, by completing undergraduate degrees at ACU, and then Garrett has just completed his Master's uh, of Divinity with, with an emphasis on missions. Uh, they've spent the last year uh, in team training, and that includes learning Swahili. Uh, Isaiah that you see there with him is one this month. This mission will be to the Nyamwezi people, uh, one of the large ethnic in Tanzania, uh, pretty much an animistic uh, religion with some Islam. Uh, most Christian groups have bypassed them in terms of, 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 of doing work in that area. And they've been characterized as a forgotten and neglected people. This team will go there with the, with the idea of staying eight to ten years, living in that uh, village and that culture, 
and and teaching people and looking to establish uh, village churches with local leaders. There's other ways that, apart from the budget, I think it, it seemed like I just went off. I guess not. Uh, other ways that that we've uh, are involved in missions. We have special collections for World Bible School and Eastern European missions. Uh, this puts the second one puts literature, Bibles, and other religious literatures into the U- Ukraine and Russia, uh, and now not having to smuggle it across the borders like in earlier years. Uh, There's also individuals giving to two missions, uh, both the budgeted things and then extra things. This week there's a notice uh, in our bulletin that there's an opportunity to help Julie Pierce. uh, And and so that's one way of of special giving. Uh, And then some members make short-term mission trips. In these ways we have been able to have some degree of impact on large portions of the world, even though we're here in Kerrville. Next up is Renee, who will tell us about the the children's ministry. As she does this, I think that uh, her her passion and enthusiasm and dedication to this work will 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 shine through what she says. That the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Jesus took the children in his arms. He put his hands on them and he blessed them. That is just a glimpse of some of our children. I had lots of pictures I wanted to share, but they only gave me five to seven minutes, so I had to just pick a few out. Thank you so much for this opportunity to come before you this morning and share to you what I believe is a kingdom priority, and that's our children. Our children. Children's ministry includes, I wanted to give you the ages for children's ministry. Some people have asked me that. Children's ministry what I am over is birth to sixth grade. So everything from sixth grade down goes under the, the children's ministry umbrella. Umbrella, sorry. Right now, we currently have 119 beautiful children enrolled in this program. I had someone tell me one time, and it's kind of with me that when they were teaching preschoolers, she said, you know, if I could just plant one little seed in one little heart, it would be worth every minute I'm in this classroom. I want you to think about that as I go through these slides and I talk to you a little bit this morning. 
On Sunday morning, we have two nursery classes. The ages for those classes are birth through two years and five months. I know that's kind of confusing, but we have to divide them up by months. So you may bring your children to those classes during Bible class, and you do not have to pick them up till after worship. So you may leave them the two full hours. Uh, we, have, we have two uh, child care providers that we are paying at this time. And uh, they are there the whole time. But then we have volunteers that come for Bible class and then for children's, blood, children's church. On Sunday morning, I want to just give you some numbers so you kind of know where we are with our children's ministry. Uh, for the Bible classes, we need ten teachers and seven helpers. So that is 17 volunteers just for Bible class on Sunday morning. Now, Bible classes are, are uh, the teachers that we get are quarterly. So if you volunteer to help or to teach for the Bible classes, you're not stuck there forever, okay? You can rotate out. We try to rotate our teachers. Some teachers like to rotate every quarter. Some like to do it. Um, some like to stay forever, but most of them we try to rotate out and because we, we don't want anyone to get burned out. So if you volunteer, we're not going to keep you there forever, okay? So just want to give you that heads up. Um, Let's see. Also on Sunday morning, we have children's church. Right after the children's blessing, the, children's leave, the children leave to go to children's church. And I want to recognize someone very, very special that does a lot of work, and that's Cindy Zastro. She works very hard to prepare all those classes. Okay, so children's church is ages two and a half through kindergarten. So if you're a kindergarten, you can still go to children's church, okay? Children's church is kindergarten through two-and-a-half-year-olds. And we have divided that into three classes. So there's three classes. So on Sunday morning, we need three teachers. And then we need five to six helpers. Now, those helpers are also in the nursery. So volunteers needed, we need nine just for children's church, okay? That's just for one Sunday. Now, children's church rotates weekly, so you won't miss worship service uh, so much. So every week we have new teachers come in. So if you wanted to volunteer to help in children's church, you could, you could do it once a quarter, like once a Sunday a quarter, or three Sundays a quarter. You don't have to do it every Sunday. We don't want you to miss worship. So depending on how many Sundays we have in a month, I need up to 36 volunteers per month for children's church. Now... I wanted to give you a grand total just for Sunday morning for children's church and for Bible class. There it is, 26. We need 26 volunteers every Sunday morning to help us with our children, to teach our children. Now, if you don't feel like you can teach or help, there's many other ways that you can help. We need people to help prepare crafts. We need people to bake cupcakes or make jello or donate snacks or help us with bulletin boards or decorate the hallways, help in the workroom. And, of course, the biggest way you could help us always is to pray. Pray for our teachers and pray for our children. Um, so there's always ways, and I'm going to tell you some more ways in a minute that you can help in the children's ministry. Of course, we also have Wednesday night. I don't want you to forget Wednesday night. We do have Bible classes on Wednesday night. And on Wednesday night, I need four teachers and three helpers. Our classes aren't as big on Wednesday night because Medina does their worship in, uh, at their campus, so we don't have as many classes. But some people prefer to help on Wednesday night instead of Sunday morning. All right. I'm trying to hurry. All right. Here are some of our yearly events I wanted to go over with you really quick. 
Um, first of all, at the end of the year, we like to look back and see all the new babies that were born in the year. And so we bring them up and we present Bibles to them and their parents and we pray over them. We want to be sure they have a Bible to, for their parents to read to them. Next is our Valentine banquet. Now, this is what's really neat about so many of these projects and things that we do. Is I, the children's ministry works with the youth ministry. And together, we make all these special events happen. And it is such a blessing. Chad and I work so well together, and we just, we just have a great time together. And it's good to see all ages working together on these. Now, we, we also want to teach our children to serve. Okay, so the Valentine Banquet is one of the ways that we teach our children that God wants us to love and to serve other people. So this, Valentine, this banquet honors our widows and widowers. And uh, the, the children, they made keychains to present to the, our special guests, and they also sang songs. And they did a wonderful job. Cindy led the, them in, in these songs, and it was just a wonderful experience. The youth also served the meals and visit with our special guests. It was a wonderful way of serving and to, uh, be a, to, serve, to have our children learn to serve. Excuse me. All right, the next one up is the Easter egg hunt. Um, we get to get together and eat together and play games and hunt Easter eggs. Now, this is what's exciting about this year. You know, our facilities, we don't have a lot of play area, like ground, grass kind of things. So Chad has been working with Parker, and we are going to take our Easter egg hunt to Medina. They have a beautiful campus, and they have lots of areas for us to hide Easter eggs. As you can see, we don't have a lot of area to hide Easter eggs. So Easter is the last Sunday of March this year, but we're going to do it the Sunday before. So mark your calendars tentatively for March the 24th, and we'll be going over to Medina to have an Easter egg hunt with them, and we'll have it probably a meal and games too. So we're looking forward to going over there and having it at their campus. Vacation Bible School. This year, I think that was a highlight for me this year was Vacation Bible School. It was awesome. We went to Babylon, and we got to visit with Daniel and see how he uh, dealt with all the challenges of being taken from his home. We had a great crowd. We have about 50 to 75 kids come from the Croc Center, so that makes our numbers even larger. Uh, but we each we were in tribes, so we did something different this year. As you can see, we have tribes, and uh, lots of people took off work, and they came. It was a wonderful experience for everyone. Now, da-da-da-da, we are ready for next, this year. We're going to Athens. Yay. Uh, mark your calendars. June 17th, 18th, and 19th, we are going to be going with Paul through his dangerous journeys to share the truth. So this is another great um, Vacation Bible School, we don't want you to miss it. So mark your calendars. It's only in the morning. So if you have to take off work, you only have to take off half a day. But it's a wonderful time to be with our kids and to share. All right. Now, toward when school starts, we like to start our kindergartners off with the Bible. You know, we've always given our seniors Bibles to go off uh, when they leave and go off into the world, go to college. But we realize we need to start our kids with Bibles. So we uh, we are giving our kindergartners Bibles. As you can see, they are lined up, and they were presented with Bibles, and the elders gave them high fives, and then we prayed over them and blessed them. It was a wonderful morning. They are so proud of their Bibles. So we are started doing that. Next is Trunk or Treat, and that is a fun, uh, fun thing. We have a meal. We have costumes. Look at those precious girls. We have costumes. We have games, and... Uh, 
This year we had a record number of trunks. People really got into opening their trunks up and decorating. It was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. That's in October. Then in November we do Thanksgiving baskets. Um, really they're paper sacks, but we call them baskets. Um, our, our Our younger children decorate the paper sacks, and then our teenagers, this is a picture of our youth, they, the, the food is sorted and they package it up and put it in the sacks to go to the homes. Gayla Fair does a great job of being our coordinator through the school system to find the names for these families that we need. Uh, then the fun part is, as a family, you can take these sacks and deliver them to people or your community group. Ann and Dickie's group, got they had a blast when they took, they just had a little caravan going and they just were blessed beyond words. They said it was a very great blessing. So think about that when, for your community group or your family for the Thanksgiving uh, baskets. Then in December we had Christmas caroling. We took the kiddos. The kiddos made gifts again for, our, for the special people there and our special uh, friends. And uh, we took group there to go singing. They love to hear the children singing. Um, we... We would like this year to have two groups go because the kiddos got a little tired last year. So we'd like to form two groups to go caroling and so we can go to more places. Uh, that is a few of the things that we do. Um, this is what I want you to think about too. All of these activities we have, you might want to just help with those. You might think, oh, you know what, I'll, I would like to help with the Thanksgiving basket or I'd like to help with the caroling. That's a way you can be a part of the children and youth ministries too and help there. Uh, and serve in that way, and get the your community group might might want to do that also. All right, there's my there it is. King children are the kingdom priority. I hope you believe that. I do. That's my passion. That's my love, and I believe it with all my heart. So I want to encourage you to help us plant some seeds to grow God's kingdom. Now I get to introduce you to, to you the best youth minister ever, ever. And I have had the great pleasure of working with Chad and Haley. And Chad is just doing an awesome job. And we are so blessed to have him. And he wants to share with you some of the things the youth are doing. All right. Let's talk youth ministry. All right. Um... I started to kind of do the whole stats and the figures and look at um, all the research that's out there talking about how if a child doesn't come to know Christ by the age of 19, his statistical chance of happening decreases uh, significantly or the reasons for um, a postmodern world and raising teenagers in a world today because of just, or for justification for the youth ministry. But quite simply, this church loves its kids. Um, and that's been a strong legacy of this church. And when I was hired, I said that that's a legacy that we want to continue. Uh, it's been, uh, uh, what, 14 months. I should have had that figure in my head. 14 months since I've been on board as the youth minister at this church. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it personally quite a bit. Uh, but I think we've made a lot of progress. Quite frankly, one of the biggest challenges that we have is logistics. We have two amazing different groups of children at this church. The wonderful children out at the home and the children that are here in Kerrville. Um, and part of what we needed to do was provide opportunities for them to get together. Um, unfortunately, there are just logistics. For example, Wednesday night they've got an amazing thing going on out, out at the home. 
and it's difficult to the, get them over here, and it's difficult to get ours over there. And so that's just one just logistical issue that's been a struggle for us. But Parker and I, um, and Parker's not here, he's running a marathon today. Otherwise, I'd have him stand right up here next to me. Um, have been working hard to try to find different ways that we can intermingle our groups. And one opportunity for that is coming up, and there's a slide, and I'm going off script here, um, Soul Link. Um, next weekend, we're taking, I think, around 30 folks up to the Bamble Church of Christ in Houston for a youth conference. There's going to be 1,400 teenagers cramming into the Bamble Church of Christ where we're going to have three days of just an amazing time of worship, an amazing time of discipleship, and an amazing time of fellowship. Last year we took our first group to Soul Link, and the, the, the relationships that were formed on that trip were amazing, some that I think are, are still alive and vibrant today. And so we're looking forward to making that an annual journey for us. So please be in prayer over that as we're traveling next weekend. Um, so we've had a good start. We've got uh, little other events that we're coming to that we're, we're going to. Uh, but that's, that's been a, a major focus of what we've been trying to work on in this youth ministry is just providing opportunities for us to do really five things. There's five pillars of our youth ministry. I shared those with you when, when, when I first started, and again, it's worship, it's evangelism, it's service, it's prayer, and fellowship. Ah, I've got notes. I can use them. Uh, and that's what we're looking to. Now, one of the other areas that we've seen a tremendous amount of growth is our Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights are the lifeblood of youth ministry. That's where we thrive. That's where we can really come together. I, I, I joke that whoever decided that we were going to make teenagers come to class at 9 o'clock on a Sunday morning was a bad idea. I hold to that. But that's the system that we've got. Wednesday nights, however, they're out of school, they've got energy, they've been up and going, and we can really get to, down to business there. And so um, Wednesday nights is something that we've put a lot of focus on, and I'm excited about the progress that we've made there. When I started, we had uh, two to three children attending on Wednesday nights. Um, i got my slide here. We've since decided to try to think a little bit outside of the box and try to figure out a way for kids to come and to experience community. And that's my vision. That's my uh, vision of church is authentic, genuine community. And Wednesday night's our best time to do that. And so what we've been doing is we've invited them to come on over. School gets out somewhere between 3.30 and 4, depending on where you are. Uh, so come on up to the church. And we've had that. We've had kids coming in. Uh, we make a mess, we're loud, we run around, we do all those great things. Uh, we also try to do a little homework. Uh, some days go better than others. Uh, we uh, hang out, play some games, and then every Wednesday at 5.30 we have a meal. Tom has graci graciously uh, allowed us to continue to come to the Wednesday Supper Club once a month on the first Wednesday. Uh, and then the, the Wednesdays that we don't have supper club, we have families in this congregation. Families like the Elks have been doing a wonderful job with that for us. The Boothbys have been doing a wonderful job with that. Uh, Lacey Oliver and her crew have been doing a wonderful job of providing those meals. And that's one opportunity that you can get involved is by saying, hey, Chad, we'll cook a meal. Uh, right now, over the last uh, couple of months, we've been averaging about 20 to 25 teens on Wednesday night. And so we're really seeing some tremendous success with that. And one of the groups that we're seeing a lot of are a lot of kids that are not going to church any other place. Another great statistic is how significant 
of evangelists our teenagers are. There's no group out there that evangelizes to their friends like our teenagers. And we're seeing evidence of that in our Wednesday night group. We're a little rough around the edges, but they're learning to love God. And they're learning to love each other. And that's what church is about. So we're excited about that. Here's some upcoming events and things that we've got going on. Again, the, the uh, Soul Link trip is coming up next weekend. Last weekend we had the Somebody Loves You banquet that Renee went over. Uh, Winter Jam is a big concert that we go to every year. Um, that's a pretty amazing thing. If you like music and you want energy, come join us on the 30th. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, this is another event that, uh, if you look, it's also in the bulletin. The Aggies for Christ, a group near and dear to my heart. Uh, are coming to be with us. Uh, we told them that we're going to give them the Johnny Manziel tour, and so we're guaranteed a high number of Aggies to come up and visit us this week. <laughs> now, um, Brad Hendrickson is leading this trip, um, which I'm really excited about. One of the other strong legacies that we have is our young people going and getting active in ministry opportunities, and Brad's a great example of that. So he's going to be leading a group of Aggies to come back and to serve this community. Um, it's going to be an amazing event. There's going to be lots of details in the bulletin for you and lots of opportunities to get involved with this. Oops. Uh, yeah, we'll come back to that. All right. So the question is, how can you get involved? Again, my theory is authentic, genuine community. That means that I need you guys. That means that this uh, Valentine's Day banquet that we just had is one of my highlights of the year because what we're doing is we're building family. It's not just about 13 to 18. It's about birth to whenever. And so I beg of your presence in our youth ministry. Our kids need you. Our kids need grounded people because it, we're, we're growing generations who, quite frankly, are spreading thin. And we need examples. We need mentoring. We need role models. We need pillars of faith. And we have you here in this room. So ways that you can get involved. Wednesday night, come be a part of that. Come uh, do a meal for us. Uh, we love eating. Food is always good. Teach a class. Um, I've kind of jumped on and, and really done the bulk of the Bible class work for reasons. But I, I, I would like to have some of you guys come and be a part of that. Um, it's a really unique opportunity to get to, to have those moments. A lot of times it seems like chaos, but every so often now that chaos, a moment emerges where a child starts really asking deep questions. And those moments are priceless. And those moments are moments that I'd like for you to get to experience to be a part of some spiritual formation in these teenagers' lives. Chaperone a trip. We're busy. I just shared a couple of different things. We've got camps, we've got retreats, we've got day trips, we've got all sorts of things going on that we always need help. Um, you want to get real in the life of a teenager? Visit with them at 2 in the morning at Camp Bandina. It gets real, real at that point. Uh, sponsor a team. We have a lot of events. We try our best to keep costs down as low as possible, but unfortunately it just takes money. And so there's a lot of opportunities uh, to sponsor a teenager to help them go to a camp or a retreat, or things of that nature. Uh, and then the Aggies for Christ weekend. Again, that's coming up the weekend after Easter is where it fell on their schedule for us. Uh, we're going to need help housing them. We're going to need help feeding them. And we're going to need help hanging out with them. 
Part of also what we're going to be doing is service projects. And so if you have a service project or know of a service project, we want to invite you to come uh, let me know so that we can put that down on the list and try to bless as many people in this congregation as we can. All right. So where are we moving? Moving forward, we want to continue to build the identity of our group. And that's where I think we've made tremendous progress. Um, we have some amazingly talented, um, wonderful children that are doing amazing things, that love being together, that love spending time together. And we want to continue to build that identity and build that unity as who we are as Christ's children. Family involvement. I wholeheartedly believe in a family style of ministry. And what we have to do, again, is that intergenerational is to make, to help families be empowered to be the primary spiritual developers of their children's faith. And so that's a big area that I want to focus attention on in 2013. Uh, developing leadership. Um, again, we, we, we want to make sure that the church is in good hands. I can tell you the church is. Um, take a look at our children. There's no question about that. The church is in good hands. But we want to help cultivate that leadership, help cultivate um, the next leaders of our, of our congregations. And then ultimately our, our end all, our higher goal, uh, what we're about is helping teenagers develop deeper relationships with Christ. Yeah, that was my insight. Um, it's, it's, it's been a whirlwind. It's been a lot of fun. We've got a lot of work to do. But I think we've, we've made a good step. And we want to keep the tradition alive and keep um, this legacy of loving our teenagers as we move forward. I think Jimmy is going to close us. Wow, can you understand now why I say it's like Christmas Day coming up here to work with these folks? God is so good, amen? And He has blessed us with a, um, a team of leadership that I believe with all of my heart is going to be hard to find in this capacity of, of enthusiasm, ability, and a passion for Christ. And you've seen some of it today, as you've heard from some of our ministry leaders, one of our elders. And, and there's, there's so much that we're looking forward to. We can hardly sit still. We can hardly, and we could go on. And some of you are saying, please don't. Uh, <laughs> let's go. And we are going to go. But before we leave, I want you to know that get used to God growing and changing and morphing us because this world is growing and changing and morphing. And I hope that doesn't unnerve you uh, because sometimes I know we understand logically, okay, we're, we're at a level of maturity here, so if we're going to grow and if we're going to mature, we're going to have to change. We're going to have to progress. Uh, things are going to transition. And we accept that logically, but emotion kind of goes, oh. But we want to deepen some things that we've just gotten started in. We want to uh, enhance stuff that w that's already great, not just change some stuff. But you heard from one of our youth ministers today, one of our youth ministers, because we got a bunch of them. But Chad's our lead youth minister, that, that there's some things that aren't working. Isn't it just high time we say to the church, that's not working. And let's find out what does work and what connects people to Christ and, and teaches them and leads them and empowers them to be everything God dreamed for them to be. One of the things that uh, this church took on a couple of years ago and accepted and, and loved was, was saying, Medina, yeah, come on over. And we'll let you be a part of our family. We'll try to be family to you. You be family with us. And that's one of the areas this elder, eldership is deeply committed to, to deepening and widening and uh, becoming more focused on. And there's a group of those leaders that we would like today to begin to help and love on in a little deeper way than maybe we have in the past. 
and your elderships uh, is really convinced that the folks that are coming with us from Arms of Hope uh, are not just folks that we're here to help, but they're helping us. They're helping us. And so we're asking all of you who are from Arms of Hope in Medina to please hear us this morning. We are so glad you are taking your story our story. Because we believe that in God's story, this all matters. And uh, we're excited about you coming. But there's some folks we'd like to pay, pay special tribute to this morning. And so please, I don't want to embarrass anybody, but I'm going to ask you, could we love on you in a very special way, hopefully in as less threatening way as possible, at least the least threatening way as possible. Is that gone now? We've been moving left and right. Okay, there. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, if you are here this morning, and you are one of the, the cottage Where you are, not coming to the front, but would you please stand? The cottage house parents, would you please stand? <laughs> Remain standing. Keep standing. Thanks. Now, if you're a single mother in one of our Together programs, would you join them and would you please stand? One of our single moms coming from Arms of Hope. Thank you. Keep standing, please. Now, if you are a single mom and you're just a part of our congregation here, would you please join them and would you stand? Just a single mom from anywhere. Thank you. On behalf of God and this eldership, thank you for pouring your lives into these children. We realize there's very little gratitude, very little pay. But it makes a world of difference that you're in this and you're doing your best to love on these kids to help them taste all that life has to offer. Now, I'd like to ask those of you who know where these these people are who are influencing our children in very special ways. I'm going to ask the rest of you to stand and those of you close to them, would you please just put a hand on their shoulder? We're going to pray over them together. Please, I hope that you welcome these. Everyone stand, please. And then those of you closest, just put a hand on their shoulders. Those of you who are leading and loving on these kids, please receive these not only as the hands of your church family, but the hands of God. And we are, we are wanting to be His hands on your, hand, your, your shoulders and on your hearts, committing to helping you raise these children. Committing to helping show the life and the light of Christ in their lives. And on behalf of God saying, thank you. In your son's name, God, we recognize this morning, we give honor, as your word says, to those who deserve honor for being willing to give their lives away, to love, to care, to serve in ways that most of us never see. And Father, you know that all of us who are parents realize that there are days we just don't do that well. There are times when we've been given the role of leadership, we just don't do that well. But today, Father, we ask that your delight, that your pleasure is upon these moms, these dads, these parents, these leaders who are trying their best to love on the next generation that we so hope falls in love with Jesus. Thank you so very much for bringing us all together. We're all messes, God. We we confess to you we are messes, but you, Father, are changing us and transforming us into something special, something unique. Thank you for helping us know that we matter. 
You said that boldly and clearly at a place called the cross. But thank you in the, in the most special individual ways that you have helped us to know we matter. Now please help us transfer that over onto our children to help them know that they matter. They're not just accidental pond scum in a world, but they've been created uniquely for your glory and your pleasure and for the benefit of themselves and other people. Father, we love you and are so thrilled that we can come together as one family under one God and love each other in a way that the world sits up and takes notice. You must have sent your son, and it must matter for something. Look at how they live. Father, all this we dedicate and lift up to you in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, asking you, please empower us to do everything you've dreamed for us to do in this lifetime. In Jesus' name, and everyone said. Now, I'd like for you to sing that prayer, all right, as Dustin comes up and gets ready to lead us, because our desire is not to just be a church building set on a hill, all right, but a church of the living Christ set on a hill. And the Bible says you cannot hide that if you tried. Its light will shine for all the world to see. And so I'm asking you, come walk in the sunlight. Not S-U-N, S-O-N. Turn it up high. Let's sing.